So it's like, it's, it's our perspective and we're trying so much to, um, change other people's opinions and like get them on our side of the grass of like, you must now believe this, what I believe. And it's like, you're not going to convince anyone, <laughs> you know, like you're not going to like, you're not going to like art out, like out argue anyone, you know, out mm -hmm. of their mindset. But I think the best thing that we can do is just to get together with people that see what we see, feel what we feel, decide to have the perspective of like, what if every day was amazing? What if I just chose to feel beautiful, feel successful? Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Autogomes Crypto Show. I am super excited for my interview today because it's someone that has gone above and beyond in the crypto space, uh, creating uh, a true project that is, in my opinion, really shifting away from the mainstream way of doing these projects. Uh, so it's very unique. Her name is Virginia Salas Castillo, a.k.a owner, founder of Human Humans I Trust. Virginia Castillo is a humanitarian, visionary, and serial entrepreneur who was named one of Inc. Magazine's top 27 women to change the world. And Hacker, Hacker, Noon, Hacker Noon's one of the top 16 women in the NFT space. She's an internationally acclaimed speaker, marketer, activist, founder of Humans I Trust. Humans I Trust are pioneering, pioneering a new earth DAO structure and gamification powered by their trust quests and soul bound NFT collection. I'm super excited to hear about that. Virginia is devoted to cre created home on earth through joy, play and technology. Ladies and gentlemen, Virginia Castillo. <laughs> Yay. So to be here. I'm super stoked for this conversation and we're going to have so much fun. Thank you so much, first off, on just giving me your time, your energy. I'm really uh, honored by that. I really appreciate it. So to get into it, so let's just start with your specific journey. Um, so tell me about, you can go back as far as you want, but tell me about your journey to this point and specifically, what was the red pill moment that really shook you out of that matrix? Mm, oh, I love, I love that question. First off, I just want to say I so honor and appreciate you and what you're doing in the blockchain space and the voice that you are. So I'm just really happy to be here and just really honor your perspective and your presence. So yeah, I'm really stoked. Thank you. I love this red pill moment piece. It's really cool. Um, I'll, I'll share a little bit about my story. I think origin stories are so fascinating and the experiences that we step in through in our lives that bring us to this point. Um, and, uh, yeah, my, my story is, is one of a nomadic traveler. Um, my mom is Ukrainian and I was born in Berlin, Germany. And, um, so I've been nomadic since I was three years old. So before there was such a thing as a digital nomad, we were just, uh, uh, kind of like, yeah, nomadic entrepreneurs with my mom. She speaks seven languages. Um, I went to 15 different schools in three different languages. And uh, in one of these schools was the Dominican Republic, which is an island in the Caribbean. 
and um, we had our complete house destroyed by a hurricane and uh, moved from the south of the island to the north of the island that hadn't been so impacted. And at eight years old, I got to go to an all Dominican school where me and my sister were the only two white kids. And that was just like such a paradigm shift for me. And at this point, like I, you know, traveled through the Caribbean and been in other places, but just seeing how privileged I was as a German passport holder that could leave the country whenever I wanted. And, you know, compared to my other like white kid friends, I was poor, but in my Dominican public school, I was like a millionaire. And, um, so very soon I started, you know, visiting my friends' homes, giving back, like sharing my clothing, like just being in support however I could. And then, um, started humanitarian works. I started building homes and, um, creating floors, you know, like there's people that don't have a floor in their house, you know, it's just like simple things like that. Um, and I soon became really intrigued by the difference of the levels of happiness between the Western world or the more sort of like, you know, built up and financially stable places and, and places where, you know, people were wondering where they would get their next meal from the next day. Mm. And that there was just such a level of gratitude and joy. And there was like, not like complaining, you know, about like, oh, like, like there's just this, we walk around now, you know, in, in, in these big cities with, with, with just a lot of fear, um, mm -hmm. I, I find. And so, um, after kind of my corporate, uh, career, which was, um, three years at Apple, two years at Oracle, which is another, um, infrastructure IT company and software company. And, um, when I left Apple, I was doing a billion dollars for them annually in sales with iPhone sales. Um, at their European headquarters in Ireland. And so I got to like get trained in business in a really beautiful way by just two of the biggest companies in the world. Um, and I guess like my red pill moment, you know, I, I would say like, I, I was never really part of the matrix to begin with, like due to my upbringing, you know, like I, it was always, always outside of the box and, and, and outside thinking, but where I really empowered myself as a creator, because I've actually been on YouTube since 2007. So since YouTube has been around, so I've, I've always been a content creator. I've loved just telling stories and I was blogging since 2008. Um, but I never thought of that being my career or that being able to actually monetize. I just did it for fun. And when I was working at Oracle, I watched this Ted talk and I'd watched hundreds of Ted talks at this time. That was like my primary education at this point. Um, I watched the talk by Gary V do what you love, no excuses. And that just like woke me up like massively. I thought I was like winning the rat race, like doing the thing. I was like, yes, you know, like I'm at the top of my game, just having this amazing salary, living in the South of Spain, driving my Audi a four convertible, you know, like just crushing it. Um, and when I saw that, I was like, wow, like I am playing the wrong game. Like there is nothing for me here. This is just repetitive, the same thing over and over again. And so I was like, well, what do I really love? Like what, like, what do I want to be in this world as an infinite creator? And so I quit my job and, um, well, to, let's be precise. So for anyone who is watching this and is who's like, how do I do this? How do I get out of corporate? I didn't quit my job immediately. It took me a year. And so while I was working at the offices, I was also growing my, um, my presence online as an influencer. So this is an important thing. People always think like, 
okay, once I have the awakening, I need to just like, you know, throw caution to the wind and like, I'm being a betrayer if I still, you know, am in my corporate or whatever you allow yourself to receive that salary and, and to, um, to take care of yourself while you're also building the other things. So mm-hmm. let's just be clear on that one. Um, transition or right? transitionary period. You have to have it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So give yourself that grace. And so I, you know, it gave me time to like save up money. And, um, when I finally, uh, did quit, like I was already an influencer. So I had a few thousand followers. Like I know knew other influencers. I was being invited for collaborations. And when I left, the first thing that I did is I went to a fest, which is mind Valley's annual event. Um, and which is like 350 amazing, awesome, successful, woke entrepreneurs, like coming together and with some of the best speakers and, and talks. And so that was my next journey was going into this incredible event. And so that opened up my entire network to just awesome entrepreneurs that became best friends and mentors and business partners and collaborators. And so, um, but at that point I didn't want to sell anything yet. I wasn't like the, you know, the entrepreneur that woke up and was like, I'm a coach now, you know, like I know mm-hmm. one thing more than you. And like, now I'm going to, you know, teach you all of this you know, which, which I don't judge, but that's not my path, you know, like it's not, it's not my vibe. Um, and so instead I took a year to just research happiness. So with my vlog, with my account, with my content that I was doing, I was like, I'm just a happiness researcher and I'm here to figure out what humanity actually needs before I use our resources to create another product or put a service out there. Um, and so within that year of research, I just traveled from home to home of like these new best friends that I'd met from AFEST. And, um, and people started wanting to hire me for things like consulting here and there for my like social media, badass skill sets. Um, and so I did that a little bit. Like I just kind of supported where I could and I was learning in the process. And, um, at the end of that year, I was in New York city and I just realized this piece that I was talking about, right. Which was like at the core of my research, as well, which is what's the difference between the Western world and the more developing countries of why is there such a bigger level of happiness? And, and in New York, I just noticed how no one would give each other eye contact. And if there was, it was like this, like fleeting, you know, like fearful thing of, you know, you're on the subway and it's like, everyone's like on their phones or like looking somewhere else. And, um, however, I lived my life in this perpetual space of magic where I would, pattern interrupt people and be like, hello, how are you? Like, you know, how's your day going? Um, and talk to people at the cafe and just like create these ripples. And it would, it would be really impactful for people. And they'd be like, wow, like I haven't been seen today, you know, or I haven't been seen in a while or no one's hugged me in a while. And so through my travels, I also did these, um, conscious acts of kindness, which were these, um, you know, experiments. I don't know if you know, like Marina Abramovich who sits herself down and like, just like, eye gazes with people. And so I would do this and I would have a sign, um, you know, that says like, where has the human connection gone? Share a minute of eye contact to find out. And so I made the world into my lab, like my play lab. And, um, eventually I saw this one experiment being done that said, I trust you. Do you trust me? Give me a hug. And that just like changed the game for me. I was like, what if we could just have a universal symbol in the world that, that showed that you're open to receive a hug and Mm. that you're open to hug a stranger. And so first I 
um, kind of, you know, saw it as this experiment. So where you blindfold yourself and, and, and you hug strangers, but I was like, let's put this out into the world. And so I had the idea to put, I trust you on a t-shirt and that would be like the symbol for, for trust and connection and for, for receiving hugs. And so seven days after having the idea, I was blindfolded in Times Square, New York with celebrity videographer, Nick Onkin, who was filming the whole thing and who had hand uh, drawn the logo. And I was wearing the first prototype of this, I trust you shirt. And that's essentially like what started this whole movement and what started this whole game. And I had hundreds of people come and hug me. Like I had a girl who like stayed behind with her family. She's like, I want to buy that shirt. And she didn't even like know that we were selling it or, or anything, you know? And so the first shirt that we actually sold was on the street in Times Square uh, to this girl named Brittany. And, um, so that was like six years ago and there's a documentary about it, about the whole process and, you know, how that all started. But that's, I would say is like where the journey began. And I can talk about the blockchain pieces and everything, how it came into it. But essentially, um, that year was, this was in 2015 was when I was asked to my first blockchain business call. So um, That's actually a great pivot. So, or, or, yeah. or segue. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, talk a little bit about this this group, Humans I Trust, yeah. and yeah. and how you you married that with with um, blockchain NFTs and all that, and like where you are today with it. Yeah, absolutely. So, essentially, the I Trust You movement was this you know global movement of us all coming together and bringing more connection. Um, around a few years later, this is around nearly four years ago, I was in Bali at this event called Bali Spirit Fest. And my, you know, all my friends, like just, I had this, had this beautiful group of friends who all have like incredible mansions and are, are working on beautiful projects and incredible things. And um, I was invited to all these after parties after Bali Spirit Fest. And we were, you know, drinking cacao and dancing and singing songs and all this stuff. And, um, I just realized the lack of organization and communication that we had as entrepreneurs together. Right. So it's like someone's a billionaire, someone's, you know, just hit seven figures in their business and someone can't afford to pay their rent next month. And someone has, you know, no idea what they're doing. Someone has a great idea, but like doesn't have any experience. And so everyone's at a different level and we were spending so much time just like, you know, singing songs in Kumbaya that there wasn't actually any progress, proper mm. progress and collaboration between each other and business. And so I was like, what a waste of our time and our skill sets and our resources. And if we only were really honest with one another and got together and masterminded and just shared, Hey, this is what I really need at the moment. I'm looking to hire someone here, or I'm looking to you know, expand my business in this way, or I have no idea how funnels work or, you know, whatever the thing might be. And so, um, I booked a villa and I created a flyer. I called it humans. I trust. And I just sent it to like 15 people of my closest friends on WhatsApp. And I was like, Hey, like, I want us to get together. And I sent this voice message of like, I'm calling us forward into this mastermind. And, um, just created like a super simple, like click funnels sales page for it. Um, I was like, here, get your ticket. It's happening in five days. And in five days, 55 super dope entrepreneurs showed up because 
my best friends told their best friends. And then like everyone I knew and so many people I didn't know were suddenly there uh, for this mastermind called Humans I Trust. And it was so incredible. Everyone got up and had 30 seconds to share, you know, 30 seconds to share what they were creating and 30 seconds to share what they needed. Um, and it just created this like ripple. And I like look back on that video and, and that those first photos and like, I'm still in connection with all of those people and I'm still friends with all of those people. And I'm still co-creating in different ways with all of these people. And, um, and it was just meant to be like a one-time thing of like, okay, mm -hmm. cool. We're going to come together. Let's put people together that are meant to collaborate. And then like off we are on our merry ways. But then people were like, when's the next one? When's the next one? And then all these other entrepreneurs started reaching out to me and being like, Hey, I have a mansion. I'd love for you to create humans. I trust there. And so within the year we'd already, you know, done a, a mastermind every single month. And then, um, suddenly got invited to collaborate with Envision Festival. And then, you know, we just did our first event. Um, we rented out a castle before the World Economic Forum, called it the New Earth Forum, and, you know, partnered with the Climate Change Forum. There's just like all this like ripple that's been created where Humans I Trust comes, you know, to these big events and we bring our tribe together and we mastermind and we collaborate. So this has been going on for four years already. And I've always been very curious about like, what does the structure want to be? Because obviously it's not, I'm the catalyst and I was able to, you know, steward this community, but really it's, it's owned by all of us. So a DAO is like the only uh, logical step in, into coming together and, and creating co-ownership because, you know, these are, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten figure earners. And it's like, all of our time is incredibly valuable and precious. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to expect when, you know, you're running 6,000 employees for, for you to be able to, to jump in and, and put all this energy into something that you're not an owner of. And so mm. if you want to play with other leaders, it's really important that we create an eco economic model where we are all shareholders. Mm -hmm. And so, but what, what is important here, and this is why when the NFTs came in, um, I wasn't interested in someone purchasing an NFT and suddenly becoming, you know, a DAO shareholder and definitely not a DAO governance holder. Um, this is why we work with soulbound NFTs. And so each NFT is minted for the member and, um, we want there to be an initiation. So it's not like, okay, I buy the NFT, you know, the, and, and there are different ranges like the. Um, the membership, the DAO NFTs start at $4,000, like 4.4K, and they go up to 44K, you know, up to hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on like what kind of shareholder ownership you want into the DAO. Um, and so it's not just a, a, a matter of putting down the money, but it's a matter of actually being trusted and trustworthy. Um, and so that's why we've created the trust quest. So there's a trust quest into the DAO. So you start by applying to be a player. And so like imagine ready player one in IRL using mm. web two and web three. So that's a little bit I, of an IRL, IRL in real life. In real just, life. Just exactly. FYI. <laughs> For your information. For anyone who forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah. I people sometimes don't know. You gotta you gotta like, um, totally, make sure totally, they know. Yeah. This is great. So tell me a little bit about uh, soulbound NFTs. You know, what yeah. you're describing is exactly what I've been thinking about for crypto projects, mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. all these public projects trying to launch at global levels are yeah. 
you know, you're, you're open to inviting the scrutiny of centralized government, centralized corporations and divisive mindset, you know, where somebody yeah. needs to lose for me to win. So I yeah. agree with you in creating, mm -hmm. um, I call it like a sweat equity wall, uh, but yeah. having to embody something and not just like, yeah. I don't care about how much money you have. Like, it's cool yeah. that you have money, but you got to do this thing. You got to sweat a little bit to get in. Exactly. And, and like, you need to give back a little bit to give in. So that's kind of the journey of the trust quest is like essentially us becoming like secret undercover agents of love and of doing good in the world. So some of the missions include, um, writing a, a letter to a stranger and leaving it on a park bench or in a cafe or, you know, planting a hundred trees in Africa, right? Which we can do with the NF trees or planting a tree in your community. Um, you know, sitting at the restaurant and secretly paying for someone's dinner, who's sitting by themselves alone and eating, you know, things like that. So that's what we care about and what we're interested in and in creating this, this global movement of people who are doing good. Um, and, and then as you play, then you unlock different NFTs. We also have courses. We also have a, a whole community of people who have really dope courses. Um, everything from transformational dance to crypto love to, uh, breath work, you know, just like different things. And so people can choose from which courses that, you know, resonate with them the most and they can up-level their superpowers. And as you up-level, you kind of up-level in the DAO and things like that. That's awesome. Um, it sounds like a, a true path of gamification of abundance, right? Uh, it's, it's, that's, it's what I say at the end of my episodes. I always say, remember to gamify your abundance. And it seems like you've created a path, yes. especially for in real life, which is very yes. unique now. Yes, yes. I feel like we, our highest desire is actually to spend less time on our phones, less time with our technology. And the reason why the technology is important, and I don't think by any way we should eradicate our, our technology. This is why we're working with Web2 and with Web3. We're all inclusive. Mm -hmm. But ideally, we have our members spend as much time in the real world as possible and tune in into Web2 or Web3 to receive their missions, you know, to receive their NFTs and things like that, which, you know, they can then trade. So we have NFTs that are tradable. Um, which are like the angel wings, for example, or the NF trees. Um, so those you can resell, but the soul bound um, that is minted with your name on it, right? And it could be your real name or your gamer name or whatever you want, um, but it's, it's minted for you. And so this is one that you don't sell. This is one that you hold. And something else is that is unique about the Humans I Trust NFT ecosystem is that we don't peg the NFTs to ETH or Bitcoin or Solana or anything, our NFTs are pegged to the US dollar. So everyone that's coming in is paying the same dollar amount. So we don't want someone paying, you know, $300, one person, you know, $5,000 or whatever, because, because the value that you're receiving, this is, you know, it's like a gym membership. So it's like, it's your membership into the community. It's not like there's you know, some kind of like trick here of like, ha like now we have your money. Like, it's like, no, it's like, this is the value that you're receiving, that you're paying. You're becoming a co-owner of this thing, of this ecosystem. You're becoming a player and there's different levels, right? So 
Um, I really believe in hybrid DAOs. It's not mm. like I come in and now suddenly I have access to everything. It's like, again, just like in a company, like you start as an, you know, if you started as an intern, we're not just going to give you like the CEO keys to the kingdom. So we want you to actually work your way through and show up and, and be in service to the DAO. And it's incredible how our investors and our members were really high level people who are you know, CEOs of their own crypto companies that have been going for, you know, seven, 10 years. Um, really amazing, successful people. They like put their fucking cards on the table. They're like, Hey, this is what I have to offer. It's not only like the financial benefit, but they are so invested and so excited to be a part of this and like honored. And they're like my best friends. So we don't, we don't choose people who were like, Oh, you know, I don't actually like hanging out with you, but I like your money. So I'll accept it. It's just like, these are ride or dies. Like people that I go to burning man with people that I travel the world with, you know, if like, if we're not going to skinny dip together at 3am, like you're probably not going to get into the Dow. It's like, that's the filter. If we're not farting on each other. Get out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, I had a question. Did you, did you intentionally make it private? Um, knowing, knowing, you know, essentially the differences between creating a project in the public as opposed to the private, or was it just like, Oh, I want to make a membership. Mm. No, it was, it was completely intentional. Yeah. So like the way that people historically would get into humans, I trust, you know, like sharing the origin story of like me, just WhatsApping my best friends. Like it's either people that I meet one-on-one, mm -hmm. um, at an event or somewhere. And we just like click, we just like vibe. It's like, yo, like I got you, I got you, you know, like no matter what, like, you know, you're in like a Thai prison at 3am, like call me, you know? Um, <laughs> It's like, it's that's like the that ultimate, vibe. that is the ultimate 3am call. I'm in prison. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll get you in Thailand. <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. Like that's kind of the level, you know? Um, and so, or people that I would meet online and I would cultivate a relationship with, you know, like, like you and I, like, you know, we've kind of had some touch points and so it's, it's, you know, cultivating trust. Right. And so it's like through this conversation, like we're getting to know each other better. And, um, and so that's why it's always been very private. And so we've had mm -hmm. people who have been like, Hey, like such a fan of what you guys do, you know, like we have 4,000 followers on our Instagram and like, we don't, promote it. We don't do giveaways or anything like that. It's just like people organically finding us. Um, and there's a lot of people who want to play. And so they're like, I want to play with humans. I trust. How do I, you know, become a part of this? And so that's why through the gamification, they can apply to become a player and they can earn their stripes and become initiated in that sense. Um, so, so yeah, I love that, you know, initiation. I feel like I feel like what's happening now is, is we all need to go through some sort of an initiation. <laughs> Um, which, which is a good segue to my next question. Mm. I feel like every, the whole world has been going through an initiation these last few years, uh, with mm -hmm. lockdowns, with, you know, CV and what's been happening. What are your, what, what has been your experience these last few years with what's, ha what has happened? Um, and do you, do you see things getting better? Do you see things shifting? Yeah. So mm. tell me about your last two years and what was your experience with it? especially because you traveled a lot too. So a lot yeah. of lockdowns and whatnot. So totally. Yeah. I've been, well, the first year I, I locked down in the UK and I kind of, I was like, okay, head down because there was just so much external judgment. 
and mm. pressure from people, right? Like there was just like so much hate going on. It's like, what you're, you do not comply. Like just, you know, like, like any little thing, you know, it would just be like this like external pressure. And so for a while I was like, cool, we're going to, we're going to tap out. We're going to take a time out and we're just going to go internal. I was living in this incredible home in the English countryside and just like, you know, presence doing the thing. And, um, but then I was like, Oh, like they're just trying to make us like really afraid of living life. You know, like there's just like, we're being like stopped actually from, from creating. And so what if, you know, I do what I always done, which is not listen to the conditioning around me and just step into my full fuck. Yes. Which is where I live my life from. And, um, so, so yeah, so just through traveling the world and, you know, I was living in, in Costa Rica in the U S for a while in Europe. Now I'm in Australia. I'm going back to Bali next month. And so just kind of like from feeling the vibes in different places, I really think that the biggest deciding factor is just us is ourselves is our perspective. Are we going to think, you know, like there's reptilians in the center of the earth that are trying to control us. And, you know, we have to watch out everywhere that we go, or do I decide to build my reality and, and interact and play with my planet in a way that I really just see the best case scenario always. Mm. So it's like, it's, it's our perspective and we're trying so much to, um, change other people's opinions and like, get them on our side of the grass of like, you must now believe this, what I believe. And it's like, you're not going to convince anyone, <laughs> you know, like you're not going to like, you're not going to like art, uh, like out argue anyone, you know, out mm -hmm. of their mindset. But I think the best thing that we can do is just to get together with people that see what we see, feel what we feel, decide to have the perspective of like, what if every day was amazing? What if I just chose to feel beautiful, feel successful, you know, feel attractive, like, like, you know, like <laughs> wake up, like that's the only thing that matters. Right. So it's like, I can decide if I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not good enough. I don't deserve, you know, to be successful. I don't deserve to have a community of people around me that believe in me, you know, like, look at how ugly I am. Look at how, you know, like, then that's the reality I'm going to create and everything is reflecting in me. Right. And so it's like, I get to decide, um, do I want to live a life of inspiration and everything that isn't in alignment to that? Because we kind of, we get like addicted to the suffering. Like we're like excited. We're like, Oh, mm. someone disagrees with me or someone let me put all of my energy into trying to change their opinion or trying to tell them how great I am or try to accept me in that way. Like just, let it go, like release them from, you know, it's like, it's like when you're, you know, when you get haters online and someone's like hitting on you, Oh, you're, you're so this, you're so that, like, if you just reply back from a space of love and just care and just like, you know, I just, I bless you and, 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 and thank you for, for your presence. Don't ever thank them for the abuse. I think that's an important thing. We shouldn't like be like, Oh, thank you so much for insulting me. It's like, no, thank you for for being you, for being on this planet. And, you know, I love and leave you. And it's like, so, yeah, I appreciate your perspective. I digress. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 What exactly. else? You got? I'm not going to argue with you if you don't agree. Exactly. With me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just think that like, if there's enough people that, um, believe in, in peace 
and in harmony and in, in, in play. And that's why everything is through gamification because if it's not play, I'm not interested. If I'm on a call with someone and they're just like being like all serious with me and they're like not being a person, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't care if it's a billion dollar call. I don't care. Like what kind of sharehold that you're offering me. Like I have people offering me projects all the time. Like, this is how much money you're going to get. This is how much you're going to do. I'm like, wow. So that's your North star. It's like, that's what you think that I care about in this moment. Like, it's like, that's what you think, you know, these platforms, FTX and, and all these other things, they cared about the money. You know, it's like, that's their North star. It's like, that is going to tell you everything about, is this something like, you know, like I'm such a fan of Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones, and like all these, all these, you know, series of like, will you go to war with me? Like, will you go to battle with me? Like, will we travel to the end of the earth? And are you still going to be there? Or are you going to pussy out when we get to Mount Doom? You know, Cause like, you're too scared of the orcs. You know, it's like, it's like, if you're, if you're just there, if you're a paid soldier, you know, if you're like there for the money, you're not going to go all the way. But it's, if you're, if you're leading from your heart and your purpose and you truly care and this is something that matters to you, not because you want fame or status or you want to look good, but just because it's what feels right to you. And it's what you want to give your time to. It's like, yeah, I will be there. And so, yeah, I think it's just us coming together in our co-created aligned purpose and, and creating magic and play. That's what I like so. about, yeah, yeah. This is what I like about your, this project, um, specifically even being called trust, right? The humans I trust, um, to compound on your comment about the guy, mm -hmm. you know, the person that is all, all they care about is money. Well, that's a limitation on what they believe is the currency, like the only mm. currency that exists in this reality. If you think money yeah. is the only currency to exchange energy, that's a limitation. Then you're, then you're cutting yourself off at integrity. Um, I forgot who said this, but they said, um, a dangerous, a di um, a, a, an intelligent person without integrity is a dangerous person because why? Because they're leaning so heavily on, on that currency on that specific type of energy. Absolutely. I um so through creating this movement around trust and our education platform is called I Trust University and Humans I Trust. It's all centered around trust and I've been a student of trust for the past 7 years and now I feel like the next teacher that's come in for me is funny it's actually the precursor to trust, which is what you just named integrity. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. Okay. When you have integrity, it's so easy to build trust. <laughs> you know, it's like when I'm sure that you are of integrity and that you're sure that I'm of integrity, then there's already this, this beautiful connection. And, and, and I think integrity is also married to transparency mm -hmm. and, and, and vulnerability clarity. It's like, yeah, maybe I'll fuck up sometimes, you know, like I'm not always perfect. Like sometimes I will, I will think that I'm doing the right thing or I, you know, I thought it was left, you know, sometimes you're like directing someone in the car and, and you're just like left, right. And then you say left, but you actually mean, right. You know, like it's like, sometimes like our brain kind of just is like, Boop. and so, you know, it's like, we're all doing our best. It's like, Oh shit. No, sorry. It was, it was left, you know? And so allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, to correct ourselves when we said something that we noticed is actually not what we meant or thinking about it longer. We're like, Oh shit. I was actually acting from lack in that moment. Like mm. I thought I forgot that that energy is infinite and that we can have anything that we want. 
um, and that it needs to be play. And I, and I was, I was stepping in from lack and I let someone in or I connected with someone or, you know, especially in this space, like, you know, cybersecurity right now is like a bigger issue than ever. And, um, you know, I was, I was at the gym and, and it came on, on the, on the news that this year alone, um, $4 billion are going to be lost in Australia to scammers, right? Wow. It's like, that's I, a I, lot. $4 billion. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. So it's like, you know, I received these emails from, um, you know, Oh, pay, pay this PayPal invoice. That stuff looks so good. Like they, it's so ingenious, you know? And my dad literally texted me yesterday. He's like, Oh, um, someone was trying to like scam our family for like two and a half grand or something like utilizing my name, like contacting your sister. I was like, Oh my gosh, like it's such a big problem that we have right now, especially in the crypto space. And so the closer that we can be, you know, to integrity and to transparency and vulnerability and, and clarity, the easier it is going to be to navigate. There's a, um, there's a book called the speed of trust and, it talks about how this company was able to be so efficient and work together so well. And then when they acquired another company, things started slowing down because they didn't have the speed of trust with this new team because, you know, they were all new and, 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 and didn't know each other yet. So it's like when we can build trust, we are, are working so much more efficiently um, I think it's even like the Navy SEALs or something like that, that work in this way, which is like, they trust so much what the other person is doing, right? If, if one person moves forward, like they're not like shouting commands, they're kind of like moving as an, as an organism. So the person who yeah. knows what to do next is in charge and it's this like dynamic leadership. And I think that's really where we need to be, you know, and just really trusting one another and being like, oh humbling ourselves and being like, you know what, I have no experience in, you know, in, in this space of, of strategy and finance, like let you come in and, and really take leadership and, and let me listen. Um, instead of having this, you know, feeling of like, okay, I always need to know what I'm doing. Like I am the CEO. I am the leader. You know, it's it's funny. It's, um, without going too much into it, it really is all about trust. It's actually, the biggest reason we are in the situation we're in is mm. is us uh, giving the power of our digital versions, our digital selves, to these centralized systems. Going like, yeah, yeah, yeah I trust you. I trust you. Yeah. I trust you with my with my with the version of myself that that exists in this yeah. digital, you know, this metaphysical layer. Where now, yeah. blockchain is a trustless system. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, so that we can start to trust ourselves again, <laughs> you know, individually without having to rely on the third parties and be dependent on third parties. hundred percent. So next question here I had, um, it's more of a general question. What would you say is the secret sauce for an overnight crypto success? Like what pieces of the puzzle are crucial today to catch the traction that crypto requires for crypto to consolidate into, like to attract smart money? Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel like, like the core ingredient is really creating something that is going to truly be beneficial to the ecosystem, no matter at what level of player you're at, um, where everyone is really winning together. And there's a system that is built, um, within the economic model. Um, that is, is genuine and perpetual. 
is creating value. And it, and it doesn't have to mean like, okay, great. We're going to create a, you know, we're going to mint a trillion coins and then everyone is making money every time something, you know, like just like really making sure that there is, um, you know, a foundation. And, and I really look at biomimicry here. So when you, um, you know, when you have a, a, a tree and the tree takes in the water from the roots and it brings it up into every part of the leaves, you know, it's like everything is getting hydrated, everything is getting nourished into the branches. And so kind of utilizing that for the economic model that we're creating within the ecosystem of, um, of the project. So that, first of all, it's like, how does it benefit everyone else? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the team, right. Looking at the team, like who are, who are the core foundational pillars who are building this? What kind of humans are they, right? What's, what's their why? Um, and, and, and having, having access to that, tra- that information and transparency, like I really respect, you know, projects that are, you know, kind of like more hidden, you know, if someone's like wearing a mask or they're trying to hide their identity, you know, if you're going for a really big kind of international, you know, global, um, exposure, sometimes maybe you want to hide your identity, right? Like that's okay. But, Mm -hmm. but it would be helpful to hear, you know, interviews or, you know, just like pieces written by them. Like, no, you don't have to know exactly who they are. Like, in the physical realm, but know who they are as a, as a human, right. And what their intention is and and why they're building this. Um, so I think that's another piece is just like the team, like who are all these people that are the biggest or major shareholders within the project. Um, and then the next piece is, is, is who are the first hundred people that you bring into the project, right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. who are the first hundred players, shareholders, you know, NFT holders or whatever, what kind of group are these people? Um, what is their intentions of being within it? Right. Because it's it's those first hundred people that are going to bring on the next thousand and so forth. So, So it's like the seed of which we're creating from, is it pure? Mm -hmm. And so really looking at that, I mean, of course a project can be successful and, you know, overnight make all this money. But what I'm looking at is like longevity, right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. is this still going to be around in the next decade? Is this still going to be around in the next two decades? Right. So I always think about building something for generations um, and not just, you know, how can we quickly, um, you know, make a lot of money. And then some people that come in later are going to lose through that. Right. So, so really through building longevity and I've been advising in the crypto space since 2015 and I'm part of projects like this that have just been diligently going um like high vibe network seeds for example like these people have been around for a really long time and are building slow value bringing on incredible advisors like top people in the blockchain space and that are very discerning of Mm -hmm. who gets to play in the project and anyone that i meet from any of their projects i'm like these people are incredible like fully of integrity doing the right thing. Um, and so, so yes, that's what I think is, is the really making sure it's benefiting everyone, looking at the team, looking at who are the first investors, who are, who is the community? Um, and what's the like collective vision and, and mission? Why are we doing this? Like, what's the point of, of creating this to begin with? Like, what is our ideal outcome? Um, 
other than just making everyone rich, you know, like how, and like you're saying, there's, there's energy more than just, there's just money, right? So it's like, how is this benefiting the planet? How is this benefiting the community? Are we building homes and spaces? Are we building villages? Like that's a big part of our, um, uh, you know, global strategy as well is that we have these trust villages all around the world of like existing epic eco villages from Costa Rica, um, Asheville, North Carolina, Bali, all over the world, you know, so in Europe as well, in Ibiza. So creating these spaces where people can come and like, you know, buy land, raise their families, you know? So I was going like, to say, is it like, um, like, a like, um, how do you say it? Like a village villages, like where you can go and you can, and you can be a part of it if you want to. Wow. That's pretty cool. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's one Holos in Costa Rica that has like some of the most beautiful waterfalls I've ever seen in my entire life. Like they're like stunning. So, Costa so yeah, so it's like really like, how do we start, you know, the new, the new spaces and the new homes? Like, how do we get together in the real world? I think that's just something that we're really passionate about is like real world applications, real world events. Um, like if you're watching this, come and hang out with us at Envision Festival in Costa Rica. That's the next place that we're going to be. Um, or, you know, play the Trust Quest at the World Economic Forum or Art Basel, which is starting now in Miami. So, yeah, come and play with us in the real world. Okay, so I have to ask these, the, these yeah. this next question just because, like, you've mentioned a few things that, and, and you also are talking about, you know, working with people that have integrity, that mm. look at their actions and what they're doing and not just what they're saying. Um, yeah. so it's sort of a two-parter. First, I want to get your perspective on the FTX situation, uh, Sam Bankman Freed mm -hmm. and, you know, essentially in my opinion, sort of a, a massive infiltration from, from WEF, from the agendas, from, uh, mm -hmm. political parties, all of this mess. It's a mess right now. Um, mm -hmm. so what is your thoughts on that? And what is, you know, you've mentioned Marina Abram Abramovich, you've mentioned, mm -hmm. Uh, WEF, right? Even, um, mm -hmm. I think I saw that it was last year that you did, it was called the new earth forum, right? You mentioned that as well. Mm -hmm. So just mm -hmm. tell me what are your thoughts and relations to all those things you mentioned? Mm. Yeah. So we did the new earth forum this year, actually in 2020. Um, right. and, um, I mean the, the whole piece is like with, you know, the, it, it's, for me, the, the topic is around centralization. So in my, in my course, Crypto Love, where I've, you know, taught over a hundred people how to start their wallets and how to invest into crypto and all this other kind of stuff. I've always said, um, purchase on exchanges. Don't ever hold on exchanges. Like you want your, your minimum amount of crypto on these platforms because they're not secure. And if, you know, they go bust, you go bust. And so hold them on a ledger, you know, hold them on trust wallet, hold them on earth wallet, hold them on a self custodial wallet. So that's just like the first piece, which is like crypto 101, you know, don't subscribe to that mailing list. Like, it's just like, just don't do it. You if know, you don't own your keys. You don't own your crypto. That's what I say. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's just like, you know, inform yourself if you want to be in this space, like really, learn, you know, from people like us who've been here for quite some time, who've seen a lot of bull and bear markets. And, um, uh, yeah. So just know that if you don't know all of the 
you know, the, 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 the C-suite level, if you don't know the decision makers, if you don't know the people who hold your keys and there's, you know, there's a, there's a great re there's a, some good, really good reason for you why you want to give them your keys, you know, fair enough. If you want to be a shareholder or whatever that is, if you believe in that project, right. If you don't know all those people don't engage, like don't give them your money, um, be self custodial. So that's just like my, like, comment to anyone who is like freaking out about this FTX thing. It's just like one oh one, you made the mistake. I'm sorry, but you know, this was untrustworthy, whether it is was infiltrated or anything else. I have no way of knowing without being in those conversations, like I can only um, you know, guess at that. Um, but you know, what are my thoughts on World Economic Forum and like all these spaces and things I mean, for me, I really look at, you know, who is the person? Like I always say, if, you know, if you wouldn't want to trade lives with someone, don't take their advice. Don't listen to them. You know, if like, if I wouldn't want to live life in your shoes, like, why am I taking your advice? And so a lot of these organizations and a lot of these places, especially being in the nonprofit space, like I, you know, I've been stewarding these NFT collections for a while in different you know, different platforms and stages. And, um, it's incredible how, you know, some of the wealthiest people in the world, when you present them with the best solution, you know, like the best tree planting solution, you know, which, which we now have, which doesn't only plant trees and, you know, provide food forests and take people out of, um, you know, poverty in Africa. Um, there it's, they're actually not that interested in that, you know? So it's like, well, what is their, what is their agenda? Like, what do they really want? Are they, you know, so we talk about greenwashing, you know, are we using this front of, Hey, I'm helping, I'm giving back, I'm doing good. But when actually presented with the opportunity, you know, like, um, uh, you know, treat everyone like God in rags. Right. So it's like, you're, you know, man, what if they, what out if of they this, show you, but what if they show you, differently with through their actions because i i, I exactly. asked this because, the reason i asked is because yeah. we know we I, at least i know what wf is planning i know mm -hmm. I, I've, I've read enough of the agendas i've read enough mm -hmm. of those of everything that they're working on um looked at history and the actions clearly show that they have zero interest in anything that they're pushing <laughs> really it's actually the exact opposite they they, they say one thing in mainstream and then they, they're doing mm -hmm. the complete opposite in in private so that's why i asked that question what, what are your thoughts yeah yeah and, and i mean you know going to these conferences like you just hear about like people's frustration who are actually there to to make a change and to make a difference and they're like oh mm. here we are once more just talking 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 and not doing anything right so so it's really like, that's why for me, I like to get people planting trees, getting their hands in the dirt, actually doing the thing so that they can see what the execution looks like. Because, you know, just, just talking here conceptually at the top, but not taking action, it's because you don't actually, yeah, are, you know, have the motivation or the care to see these things being implemented. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like I was sharing, you know, top businessman, whatever, impact investor activist walks out of the event, you know, looks to the left. Maybe there's someone blindfolded, giving free hugs, just keeps on walking. You know what I mean? Or like, or someone who actually like needs help in that moment or like, Hey, 
Um, I'm lost. Can you help me? I'm trying to look for this. I don't have any time. So it's like, it's about how you treat every single human, you know, person to person. Like, how do I actually show up and how do I, how do I get back? Um, and, and yeah, I, from walking in these spaces, there are a lot of these people that just talk and, and that just want to look good in the press articles. They want to, they want to stand there with the photo of planting the tree of doing the thing, but actually have no true commitment to the bigger picture of the bigger impact. Whereas I know other people who are like, man, I, I didn't plant enough trees this year. I didn't, you know, I, I'm not making enough impact. How can I orient myself? And not from like a space of otherwise I don't have meaning. Otherwise I'm not a good person or otherwise, you know, like spaces of fear, but of true genuine care um, because they, it, it brings them joy to see other people thriving and to, to allow, you know, other people in other countries and, you know, in their own neighborhoods, uh, to be thriving as they are. So it's like, how can I, you know, spend my time in, and, in, in just also creating solutions. You know, a lot of times people will, you know, be like, oh, well, you know, you're not planting trees or you're not doing this, you know, like physically, maybe you don't, that's not your path or that's not your journey, but you're creating ecosystems. Um, okay. So here's my next question. Do you believe in climate change? Mm. You mentioned greenwashing. So I just, I'm curious now. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think just if I, um, just observe in my lifetime of, you know, 30 years on this planet of how, the climate has changed and how it's getting warmer and um yeah like living in you know ireland living in the uk just like seeing how how much warmer it's getting and, and that the ice caps are melting um it just yeah <laughs> I, I think it i think it just makes sense you know like the like i i i in my own personal um experience have observed uh these changes. And I mean, if you just look at in the cities that we live in, like how much construction, like how many trees we're cutting down, um, how our forests have disintegrated. I mean, of the, the forest that was in the UK, there's only 4% left of it, you know? So it's like, and we need trees to create oxygen. So it just, yeah, I absolutely believe in climate change. Um, I, I won't ask more questions about that. I don't, I digress. Um, and I'm not here to try to convince you otherwise. Um, I guess I asked mm -hmm. because, you know, this, the, the involvement with these agendas with, with WEF, with, um, the people that are pushing the climate change narrative, mm -hmm. um, it's it, based on my experience of the last two years, being the same people, the same people mm -hmm. doing what they what, what you know, are the people that are directing at least or are in agreement with what has happened in the last two years. And now the pivot towards climate change and that discussion um, and pushing that now, it makes me question. It makes me wonder, okay, mm -hmm. well, I, I experienced one thing that you did, which with a, with a, that had a completely opposite intention. Is that going to you know happen the same with this new narrative, with this new discussion? Uh, so that's, mm -hmm. that's the only reason why I asked that. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand the like skepticism towards, um, like the front, right. If it's like, this is the thing that we're talking about, but there's actually a different thing here. So it's almost like trying to get us to look in a different direction. 
Um, yeah, it's like, so it's I, like look, look at, look at this flame, this, my fingers while I yeah. put this fist over here and do something else with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just like, you know, looking at the fires, um, you know, like the heat wave that we had now in Spain was the top recorded heat wave in in a hundred years. And to the fact that the heat wave was given a name, the way that we give hurricanes name, right? So they named it Zoe, um, which is, you know, the first name of a heat wave ever. And in, in Turkey, the worst, you know, fires in also in a hundred years and here, the, like, it's just, there's so many like natural disasters happening across the world. And, you know, from friends of mine that go and, and stay with the indigenous in the Amazon, like seeing their landscapes and their rainforests being like taken down and changing. I think that there definitely is a, a climate threat. I think that there is a climate threat and I, and I think that we are causing it with our industry. Um, whether, you know, we should trust the people who say that they're trying to help us. Meanwhile, them doing something else, um, you know, no, I, I don't, I don't trust that, you know? <laughs> yeah. I say, I, I, you know, and when I say something else, um, it's more yeah. like the technologies that exist that I know exist. I've done the research yeah. on, on this tech, uh, harp, yeah. for example, uh, dues, direct energy weapons, which uses mm -hmm. a vibration, a frequency to create heat. Mm. So I have mm. to question if this technology, if all of these types of technology exists, even this other one called the, the blue beam project, so yeah. there's all these little pieces of technology that when you put together, if a, and, and I would agree with you, it is humans doing it, but not mm -hmm. in the way that it is being presented, not in the way that it's being, you know, divulged. So, um, a hundred percent. I no, I agree with that a hundred percent. And I also think that, I think that we currently have all the solutions. I, I don't think that climate change is a threat. You know what I mean? Like it's not a threat because we have all the solutions we have, mm. you know, like I'm working with some of these companies, like I know the technology that they have. I know the advancement that is here. And I think that we have all the technology to solve all of these problems and then some to create mm. even more beautiful landscapes and, and, and homes for us to live in. Right. So it's like, that's why kind of what I was sharing before, it, it's about our mindset. So instead of us buying into this fear mongering, oh my gosh, the earth is burning, we're gonna die, we're, you know, like all this stuff and, and being, and just focusing on the solutions, what's already here, what we can create and coming at it from a space of joy and play instead of trying to create fear because once we, you know, are like infected with fear in that sense, it's like we stop being able to use rational thought and taking our time. So it's like, if you're in school doing a math test and the teacher is just like hitting you behind you with a ruler, you're not going to be able to take your time and, and look at the multiplications and think about what you need to be doing. But if you have, if you have a peaceful environment and you have space and, and, and everyone around you is like loving their math test and they're like, Oh my gosh, I, I'm like into this right now, you know? that is when the true like magic is going to happen. And so like, I agree with the fact of, of this agenda being pushed and this, you know, this fear and, you know, there's these memes going around at cop 27, like here's all these, you know, CEOs that are flying in and these world leaders in their private jets trying to tell you to take their bicycle. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that doesn't make sense. Like that doesn't, and it's sponsored by Coca-Cola. It's like, I can't, I'm not going to trust level. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like literally like the most like poisoning, you know, like evil, like 
like substance there is. It's like, I can't trust that. I can't trust that you actually understand what is good for us, what is, what, what is compatible with the human system, what we need to thrive. If you allow a company like that, you know, to sponsor. And I mean, like, I'm also not trying to say like, let's tear everyone down, like, you know, burn every McDonald's. What I would like is to work with McDonald's and have them bring healthier food on the table, mm. cleaner food, you know, that where they're not mixing their hamburger patty meat with stuff that like literally is going to give you diarrhea the next day. Plastic. If you weren't so used Actual to it. Actual plastic. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, if they were to come out and say, hey, we're sorry, we fucked up and we're only going to use these ingredients now and you guys can check us, then I'm like, great, then you can sponsor. But otherwise, if you're Oof. still going to continue you're, you're, doing what you're doing. You're on the pessimistic side, man. I'm, you know, I'm at this point with, um, you know, I, I, it's funny cause you, you, you kind of, uh, not to call you out, but you kind of contradicted yourself. You, you, yeah. you mentioned cre uh, focusing our energy on creating, creating something new mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and focusing on something new. And now you're saying, oh, I would love to work with these old companies and try to recreate mm -hmm. them. I think, I think we're at a point right now, and this is my, my opinion, of course, I think we're at a point right now where we just need to focus on creating the new and let go of mm -hmm. this old paradigm, this old matrix. If anything, uh, the more we give it energy, the more we push against it and, and, and protest against it, we're just reaffirming its power. We're just, we're just, con we're just perpetuating, uh, um, uh, the, the, the narrative that they are in control, that they have mm -hmm. control. Um, so what are your, yeah. What are your thoughts on that guy? Because I, 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 I love the concept of like, no, let's just focus on creating the new, let's just focus on creating yeah. the new. No, I, I, I absolutely believe in creating the new. And that's why I said, don't protest against them because then we're giving them too much energy, right? Then right, we're actually right. reinforcing and we're wasting our resources and our energy. That's why I said, I was like, I'm not trying to burn down all the McDonald's. Like, I don't think that that's going to happen. So, but what I am open to is if they come and say, we would like to do better then I'm not going to say no to that. You know what I mean? Because, and I, and I have before, because and I'm using this specific example of McDonald's because um, me and my team, when I was running my marketing agency in London, we got asked to come into McDonald's and to pitch for them and oh. to, um, and to, you know, work as their influencer marketing agency. And I said, no, because it, it went against my belief system of like, I am not going to help market more for McDonald's. Right. And, and, in that context, I would still say no, because essentially, um, you know, they just wanted us to do more advertising for them, right. Of their current product. But if they were to say, we would like to do better, or we would like to plant trees, or we would like to help in some kind of way, then I'm open to that conversation because, because if they're getting cut off from helping us build the new, like we need all hands on deck, you know? So what I'm saying is that is like, before I was like, no, absolutely not. I will never work with them. I will never have my name connected with them in any, any sense. And now I'm like, I will build the new, I will create the new. And if we have old paradigm systems that are open to a conversation and are asking how they can be of service and how they can plant more trees, absolutely. Let's let them help, you know? So, mm. so that's just what I'll say to that piece. And I totally understand where you're coming from because that's, you know, it's, it's a big dilemma. Right. It's if you're like, if you're trying to, to be in service and you're trying to support and you're trying to do good um, and you're like, well, I don't want to be associated with this. But in the end, like everyone is perfect. Right. It's like we want everyone to play 
<clears throat> on this earth. We're not going to start, you know, the, it's like the same thing of like trying to kill everyone with a virus. You know, it's like, we're not going to come out with our own virus and then, you know, weed out the, the bad people, you know, there's like very good people that are working for McDonald's and Coca-Cola and all these other places. Like, let's not, you know, tear them down. Let's help them amplify up. Right. Like, let's not, let's not market the poison, but if they're coming in to say, Hey, we're actually, we want to use our resources, our venues, our real estate, you know, empire that we have, which is essentially what McDonald's is, is to, you know, share more about like health conscious things than a lot of the people that are currently their, <clears throat> um, um, their customers, which is 95% of the, the population, according to what they told me in their offices. Right. So it's like, helping 95% of the population have a different avenue of education towards, you know, food. Like I'm a yes to that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think I, I, where I, where I kind of, and just to share my perspective and we can move on. Um, I think I kind of approach it as, you know, I wake up every day with a finite amount of energy. I have a very specific (laughs) amount of energy that I can focus on something every day. And if I keep giving the energy to the old system, even if it's like to be supportive, to be helpful, to, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, uh, uh, for it to be better, to be, to shift. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like for me, I, it's like an energy leak almost like, well, yeah. I, I, and the reason I say this is, is mostly because all of these public entities that exist in this paradigm, um, they've been created or they got to that point because of the way that the capitalism currently is. Where, mm-hmm. where, where the flow of energy is more of like a pyramid shape where it goes to the top to the few, where if you have a lot of money, mm-hmm. you can come in and you can benefit the most because you have the most money. Um, so it's just these way, the, the way that the flow of energy works in a lot of these public companies, I don't like. And so I'm like, well, if, mm-hmm. I, if I'm, I can either waste my um, finite amount of energy on trying to fix the old, or I can focus mm-hmm. my energy on just building the new. Um, so we can, we can leave it at that. I think that's, um, that's very powerful of you to, to have that perspective because that's a, that's a tough path. Like if, 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 and when that does start to happen, because I think it will start to happen. There, awareness is inevitable. And these old systems, you either, you either, you know, you either change with the times or you get left behind. And so when that bridging starts to happen, I can see you, uh, being at the forefront that trying to be that bridge. <laughs> I, I really, I really love this, this piece. Cause I think it is incredibly important. And I feel like a lot of people are listening right now being like, yes, this is, this is such a like juxtaposition that I sit in, you know? And, and I will say this just to kind of, you know, round this off about the energy piece. Cause it is really important. Where are we putting our energy? Is it in a black hole? You know, is it in something that's just going to leak us and suck us out? Or is it actually into the soil and into seeds that are going to, to grow and that, that want our energy, right? So it's like, and I've made this mistake and I just want to like mention this is very clearly as not stepping into places where we are not invited towards, right? So let's talk about like the old paradigm systems where we're not invited towards, where they're not ready to receive mm. the kind of the, the, the new creation codes that we have to share. And we're just speaking to like an empty wall, 
mm-hmm. you know, and it's, and it's like a black hole and it's leaking all of our energy from our financial resources to our presence, to, you know, everything that we've, we've created. And so it is really important what I've learned of, of having almost like given myself to those black holes in, in different lessons is like, do not step into spaces that are not able and are not ready to receive what you have to share and are not ready to implement what you have to share. Right. So it's like, it it is an important piece, right? So someone who is thinking about this, maybe you are right now in a conversation with a company that is asking you to come in and, and help bring some of the, the, the new, you know, ways of, you know, sharing resources and, and creating together in collaboration. And if you're trying and if you're trying to support and it's not working and you're finding yourself exerted, just leave, just yeah, get out cut of it. that cord. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. Cause that's in my, that's my tell. Uh, you yeah. just described what my tell is when I'm going to do business anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as, or really, really not just about business in, in any relationship, really any, yeah. any kind of relationship. If I yeah. start to feel the leak, if I start to feel like, why am I so tired? <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, there, there's something, there's some, there's a, either a lack of awareness on my side that mm-hmm. I'm not seeing where that energy is getting sucked into, or maybe yeah. the, you know, the, the flow of energy is not uh, a regenerative one, or there's yes. a vampire <laughs> that I'm talking yeah. to and is deliberately yeah. sucking my energy. Uh, yeah. So that awareness is key for sure. Yes. And particularly also in romantic relationships, folks, remember that. <laughs> that's, the, that's the most palpable form of energy exchange right there in all kinds. Um, yeah. Okay. Just a few more questions, then we can end here. Uh, so mm. what is your daily grounding and meditation practices that help you become mm. so grounded? Like your, your energy is so calm and present and centered and, oh, <laughs> so, uh, share, share. <laughs> little antennas <laughs> makes you a little bit closer to the sun. It's <laughs> a great question. Um, I'll, I'll actually kind of like turn the camera a little bit here for a moment. Um, and so, cause you're right now kind of like in my dojo. So if you just like look oh. at this really quick. Um, oh, you're in a, a little altar there. Got some exercise yeah. equipment. I love it. Yeah, exactly. So here, you know, flower crystals, like just like, like creating, you know, creating a, a sacred space, I like to call it, right? Just like somewhere where you are in presence. Um, I think, so interestingly enough, I'm, I'm a very like high powered, high energy being, like I'm really like the like energizer bunny. So for me, um, like meditation, like daily meditation practice, like was never really my thing, you know, like I wasn't mm-hmm. like, I wasn't like, okay, like we're going to go, we're going to meditate. And so what I practice is, is more like mindfulness on a regular basis. And like a big thing is breathing breath work. So 95% of us are breathing the wrong way. We're, we're breathing shallow breaths. Like, and what it's doing is it's, it's telling your body that you are in a stress response, right? So, so like it's a pa- parasympathetic, right? Parasympathetic. Exactly. State. exactly. So, exactly. So you want to change into the parasympathetic nervous system. Right. And, and so if you were in, in nature walking and you turn a corner, you see a line immediately, your heart rate starts accelerating. Right. And, and so it's giving your body in like adrenaline, to run. You know? mm-hmm. And so most of us are in this like 
fight or flight response for most of the day. And it's a lot. And it's kind of what brings you in that, you know, math problem with the, with the ruler. And so a good practice is like, is your breathing long, deep breaths. So, and one of my favorite practices that I love to do are breath holds. So I breathe in, I hold the breath and you can count, you know, 10 seconds if you want, or just, just be present and exhale. And so, and, and also like music. So East Forest, Ram Dass, like that's my jam. So if I'm ever, so there's your frequencies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's just like, it just like breathe, breathe ease into your nervous system and like remembering that you are safe. Right. So it's like, we have this fear, you know, by our parents, like, and the conditioning around us, like, okay, like, just make sure that you're going to make it. Like, we're all just trying to make it. Like, mm-hmm. like, we're just trying to survive all the time. But it's like, think about your entire life. Like, when have you ever not had a bed to sleep in? Or when have you ever not had food on your table? And, and if you didn't, like, was that maybe your choice? You know, were there maybe people that were trying to bring you in or trying to help you or... You know, addiction is a real thing, you know, like a really real thing that is in our is, is in our day to day. Right. So from like coffee, alcohol, cigarettes, you know, weed, all these other different things. So it's like it is like how much control do I have over my life and over my body? If there's something that I can't live without. Right. If that's affection, if that's self-abuse, you know, like just like noticing having awareness um is just a really big piece so i just i just create a lot of mindfulness in 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 my day-to-day and in my actions of where am i coming from and why am i um you know acting a certain way or why do i need a certain thing and then i'll observe myself and i'll and i'll and i'll have patience with myself um there's a one of my favorite podcasts to listen to on this actually, and there's only 10 episodes of it is of this guy named Adam Falker and it's the Adam Falker show. And he talks about how like, you know, consciousness and meditation practices and stuff can also be an addiction. And so he talks about a practice, yes. which is just right. So he talks about just sitting on your butt. That's what he calls it. Just sit on your butt and just notice what comes up for you. If you're trying to, grab the phone. If you're trying to distract yourself, like, what are you running away from? Come back. Okay. I'm noticing myself trying to escape myself. Let's come back to the body, awakening the senses, looking around you, smelling, touching. So just presence is, is kind of like what I practice as much as I can. I love that. Um, man, you described it very well there. Yeah. Meditation, in my opinion, is not yeah, trying to close your eyes and trying to get into yeah. a, a, a space, a, a blank space or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what people are. I, I mean, I had that mindset myself. I thought that was meditation, but I agree, yeah. it's not. It's it's like being present with whatever comes up, whatever yeah. thoughts, whatever reaction, and the, and just being curious about it and going, what yeah. is going on here? <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, I love your practice there. I, th- I think that mm-hmm. is, that is, um, really the way to do it. That is the way to, to, it, it's about the nervous system. It's about being conscious of the reactions and, and, uh, you know, doing the practices that the daily practices that you can you, you can be accountable with yourself to, yeah, to be present. <laughs> I mean, it's all about the presence. Yeah. And just <sighs> the last piece as well to anyone listening to this is like, nature 
spend time in nature, go, go for walks in forests and jungles, immerse yourself in water. Like I, um, it was actually with Vim Hof himself that I did my first ice bath. Game oh, that's awesome. I met cool. him one time, the coolest dude I've ever met in my life. Just like the, un- the most unique human being I've ever met. <laughs> he really is. He really is. And that's awesome. you know, and it's like immersing yourself in cold water. If it's waterfalls, if it's the ocean, if it's a river, like whatever it is, like that will expand you. And like now, you know, before if there'd be like a little bit of cold water, I'd be like, ah. now I'm just like, let's go. Like I'll, have like cold water where before I'd be like, this is freezing. I'm like, this is nice. You know? So <laughs> that's just, yeah. Ice baths are definitely where it's at. I'll share my, so I started hiking mm. barefoot about mm. uh, 75 days ago. Changed my wow. life. I'm not even kidding you. Lower back pain has gone away. <laughs> I had neck pains that went away. Oh, um, yes. I feel calmer uh, when I come back. It's like uh, reflexology. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever done reflexology where they yes. do. Yeah. It's exactly like that. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I f- could feel the difference. Um, and it was difficult at first. Like anything new, mm-hmm. it was very hard. I didn't want to do it. But after around the seventh day, not only did it started the, the, uh, the feeling of uh, that it hurt started to go away quicker, but then I started to get pleasure out of it. That, that was the weird mm-hmm. shift. When I started getting pleasure from walking barefoot on rocks, uh, that's when I'm like, oh, I made it. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I love that 100%. Yes, 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 yes. There's some right. juice in this, guys. If you're still listening, well done. Well done. Yes. <laughs> uh, and last thing here, last thing we'll end with this. You're standing in front of millions of people. You have mm. a few minutes to say some words. What do you say? Mm. Mm. Oh, I love asking this question myself. It's such a juicy one. Um, mm. I would say, remember that you're free. Remember that you're free in every moment and that this life, this path, this story, this dream that we're in is a gift to you, is a gift that you're giving yourself moment to moment. And you get to decide how you want to dream the dream, where you want to live, what you want to do, what you want to create. And the more you allow yourself to feel, to be, to love yourself, the more love that you allow into your heart, the more pleasure you're going to feel, the more expansion you're going to feel. And I just celebrate you. And everything that you've experienced, everywhere that you've been, everything that you've been through to get you into this present moment right now where you are listening to my words. And I celebrate and I bless your path from this moment forward that you may continue to only see through eyes of love and eyes of play and eyes of joy. And so it is. So it is. Thank you. Thank you, Virginia. If you guys want to catch Virginia, uh, make sure you check her out on Instagram. It's Virginia Salas, S-A-L-A-S, Castillo. Is it a K-A-S-T-I-L-I-O? And that's also your website too, right? Virginia Salas Castillo. <laughs> and um, also, yeah. if you want to sign up for her uh, quest, her earth quest, yes. it's humansitrust.com. 
uh, apply, get in there and uh, be a part of that ecosystem. I'm going to apply. I'm going to apply. Mm, I want to yes. apply. And, and <laughs> does, this, does this count as personal or I still have to apply? Yes. No, 100%. <laughs> no, no, you do have okay. to apply. You do have to apply. But this is your official invitation that once you apply, you're you're also going to get in. So your quest, your quest will begin. And um, yeah, I'm excited for you to experience it and for you to like bring some of your ideas into the game as well. You know, if you have any, I would ideas love that. Missions. I would love that. I'm building yeah. like I'm, we haven't even discussed what I'm building. So I would love to talk to you about that um, off offline. I would love that. But but yes, I I'm on. I'm I'm in. I'm, I love it. I love what you're doing. I love what you're building. And, mm. uh, yeah, the only way to do it is, is to come together and, and co-create or else we're just talking about it. hundred <laughs> percent. This could be part of the quest, right? So this could be a mission where, you know, the members get sent to listen to this podcast, right? So it's like, Oh, right? I like that. <laughs> <laughs> So we can, it's, it's all, it's all possible. It's our infinite realm of possibilities. So this, you know, if you want to leave a little Easter egg for a quester who's coming right now and has listened to all the way, you know, auto, like, what is your Easter egg for them? Where do you want to send Ooh. them on this quest? So, so am I sending them somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, go to my website, auto Gomes. Oh, actually do have an Easter egg there. <gasps> oh, this is going to work. Perfect. So go to my website, <laughs> autogomes.live. There is an actual Easter egg there on this website. Good luck. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> um, Enjoy so if you it. find the Easter egg, you've you've accomplished it. So that's that's all you got to do. <laughs> I love it. Oh, love oh it. And, and, then, and then you also got to uh, you got to um, put it on your stories that you found it and and write uh, gamification of abundance or gamify your abundance. There you go. And tag me, and then I'll repost you. Yes, <laughs> and tag me and humans I trust. I want to repost it and and see the Easter eggs that are found. <laughs> Love it. Love it. This was great. Thank you so, so much, Virginia. I really appreciate your time and your energy for this hour and a half here. Um, And I cannot wait to see what what is behind the doors of uh, Humans I Trust. Thank you, everyone, for watching. I love you guys. Always remember, gamify your abundance. Peace.